You're listening to the World Famous White Roof Radio with cast number 559 for Monday, July 20th, 2015. Tonight brought to you by IamNotWearingPants.com, CravenSpeed.com, MotoringStripes.com, and OutMotoring.com. Mini performance, speed, and style. It's OutMotoring.com. Hey everybody, it's Stevie in Arizona bringing you a brand new episode of the world famous White Roof Radio, number 559. And we're here talking about Mini Coopers for you on a Monday night because, you know, that's what we like to do. Join this week, as always, my good friend Todd Pearson from MotoringStripes.com. Todd, say hi. Uh, I'm here. Of course, the good reverend chief mechanic, Mr. Chad Miller from Detroit Tune, DetroitTune.com is here. Yo, 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 where's your mother? Oh, he's all hyped up. He got, he got a big pile of Windows updates on his laptop tonight, so he's super excited about that. And then, of course, uh, the, the French guy from France, Alex, he's here too. Alex, say hi. DB, you're my Darth Father. Uh, that's not what I wanted to say. Was, what the funny. hell did you... That was funny. I wanted to say DB is my, is my Darth Vader, but that's, that didn't work out well. <laughs> you, you said... Dog's father, I don't know. It's dog father? I heard, I Alex, that was funnier in your brain. I heard dog father. Yes. I yeah. am back from San Francisco, the, the land of the Golf GTI. <laughs> a lot of Golf GTIs in San Francisco? Like every other block. Yeah, okay. and I also think it's the it's probably maybe the the city where you see where there is the most minis, honestly. Really? I saw yeah. I saw yeah. a really, a really nice GTI the other day. Driven by a very attractive young lady. Oh, nice! I was hmm. surprised because usually it's like you know tuner, you know boy racer. It's a, it's a dude with the backwards baseball cap. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's not uncommon to see attractive women driving around in minis, but a GTI, you know, they're they're not all around. It. Maybe it was her boyfriend. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. you oh. are gonna get letters. <laughs> That's eb at whiteroofradio.com. Bring it. So I want to I want to clarify for for the haters out there. Uh, when I said it's probably the city where there is San Francisco, is the city where there must be there must be like uh, the most minis uh, uh, in in the city. Sorry, I mean by you know square feet, not not like total like as a total like the density must be one of the highest in the U.S. I think it's it probably, probably is. Los Angeles is probably the city where you have the most minis. I don't know. I would guess. Oh, because uh, there, I think it's LA has the most minis. Well, there's like freaking 19 dealers in California alone. There's, yeah. Ca- California is the number one market for Mini Coopers in the United States. Because it's, it's, it's a population that's almost as big as Canada. So pretty much bigger than Canada, right? So how, well, we we did the math on that. The, a couple goes back. Go look it up. Like the metro, the, like the LA metro area. Not yeah, just Los Angeles. did the map. We like did the 10 map million, on, 10 million people. We did that already. We talked about that on a show, a couple of shows back. Uh-huh. Uh, so go check it out. Yep. You know what else? While you're back going through the archives looking for us describing to you how many people actually live in California, uh, you can go back and listen to that really great interview that we did with uh, Tony Paulson, the Mini of Murray Motoring Advisor. We actually pulled it out of the show for you and put it up in the live in the feed. If you guys haven't heard it, go back and listen. It was actually a lot of fun. As Todd and Alex took care of that, and they did a great job. You would really like that. If you haven't heard it yet, go listen to it now. I'm just saying. And also, um, a, a program note for this evening, we were supposed to have Patrick George on, but last minute, he had to go crash a Camaro, so he couldn't make it. <laughs> Boom, that's for you, Patrick. We're gonna get that's him for canceling on us. We're going to get him back on as soon as possible. Uh, we're hoping uh, towards the end of July, and, uh, but I believe we still have a special guest set up for next week, so stay tuned. We're not going to say who it is. It's just going to be a special guest. Mm-hmm. Nice. Yes. Otherwise, what else do we got? We got news from motoringfile.com. We've got sponsors. We have 
other things? Uh, yeah. Yeah, we have lots of awkward silence. I'm sorry, I'm typing something right now. And 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 we have I want you guys to get in the habit of once a week. I want you to start checking i am not wearing pants.com. Do it. I don't know what I mean, I mean this, wear this, pants, but check the check the website. <laughs> no, you can you can be pantsless. You can be pantsless when you're looking at that. Yeah, totally. Be pantsless. I mean, if you're going to do it, do it right. But I am not wearing pants.com. I'm just going to do something silly with that, random with that. And maybe it'll be one of the links we talk about during the show. That's just going to be a new thing, and I'm going to update it every week. So start following I am not wearing pants.com until I figure out what I actually want to do with it. You just might get Rickrolled. <laughs> you could get Rickrolled, exactly. Or you know, maybe it'll be a Bobby McFerrin video doing uh, Amazing Grace. Who knows? It could be something awesome. It could be something silly. Uh, it could be something like a link from the show. Doesn't matter. Just get in the habit. I am not wearing pants.com. Got it? Got it. Okay, good. Anyway. <laughs> Very cool. Okay, what else? That's oh. it. Let's get started. We're going to do news promoting for, like I said, anything else that we can think of, like we do. Uh, before we get started with any of that, I want to remind you guys about one of the fine sponsors here underneath the white roof. That's our friends over at Outmotoring. Outmotoring.com. This week, our friend Aaron over at Outmotoring, he's really concerned with your ability to stop. And he's doing everything that he can to hook you up. Willwood, the Willwood Big Brake Kit. They've got it over there at outmotoring.com. I bet you didn't know that, did you? Yep. The big brake kit, the one that makes your mini stop on a dime, actually on like a nickel, actually probably on a penny, the one that smushes your face into the windscreen glass, that brake kit, you can get it out motoring. You can also get all the other brake stuff that you need. The ATE brake fluid, which helps keep your brakes from boiling over because it's super high quality, high temp race car brake fluid. It's great stuff. The brake caliper toolkit, that way you don't need to have four guys to help you do the rear brakes. If you've ever done rear brakes on a Mini, you'll know what I'm talking about. But you got to like do a twist and a push and a pull and a push and a twist and it takes like weird things they've got the special tool it's over at outmotoring.com plus upgraded brake caliper bushings all the things you need to make your mini stop better and we all know that the number one way to make your mini go faster is to make it stop better outmotoring.com's got you covered go over there check it all out when you're there i want you to make sure to take a second and sign up for the uh, outmotoring newsletter as well that way you get notified when cool stuff like this goes on special or that they actually even have it at outmotoring.com and as an added bonus in every email that you get from outmotoring you get your own five percent coupon code that you can place towards your entire order super duper awesome go over there now outmotoring.com check everything out don't forget to while you're there all the things that you want for your body, your person, and your mini or whatever. All the, the, the cool hats and shirts and shoes, like the Pilates shoes. Uh, all the other parts and tools that you need to repair or fix your mini. All the other cool stuff that you need to make your inside your mini cool, outside your mini cool, go faster, look better. All available to you over at Outmotoring. Outmotoring.com. Mini performance, speed, and oh, let's just do the Willwood Big Brake Kit. That's Outmotoring.com. Uh, how about some of that news music? Watching racing. Uh, that's my that's my Mini Cooper uh, cuckoo clock. Oh, what? <laughs> okay, that's the show picture. I, I want a picture of this. I never Wait, seen it. I'll, I'll actually I'll do a little Instagram video for you, Alex. But every hour on the hour, that little guy goes off and a little honk and a little Mini Cooper drives on the clock. That's, yeah, that's cool, but that would, actually keeps really good time. That was cool, but it would bug the shit so, out of it's me. It's about a minute fast right now. That would bug me. Uh, yeah, it bothers me a little bit. Can I just say? I, 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 <laughs> yeah, I think after a, coming I've home had, after a drunken a, stupor, I would want to throw a baseball at it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have, this, is a, this is a sports ball-free zone, I'll have you know, but I do have a lot of computer components. And Oh, I could throw my bobblehead at it. 
your very own custom DB Don Burnside. I do. I have a Don Burnside bobblehead sitting right there on my shelf next to a, a little thing of rocks with me and Gabe and Todd as rock heads, which is that's pretty awesome. We, it's actually kind of awesome. Um, but we're going to talk about it. We have some news from MarnieFile.com. Uh, let's start off with an introduction to the mini JCW racing team. Have you guys follow, been following these guys over on Facebook? Yeah, well, uh, yeah they, they, uh, they, they totaled the car last week, by the way. They, they did, they've been, but they've almost got it rebuilt. They've been posting pictures on the Facebook page. Which well, that's I good because, uh, because coming up uh, next week is Lime Rock, right? I think next week is Lime Rock, correct? Yep, yep. So hopefully they'll get it rebuilt or redone, something like that. And by the way, bastard BMWs took them out both times. Rat bastards. In the, in the last race, by the way. Cool. You know, BMWs who thought, you know, get out of my way. I'm going to roll it. It's like, so that was a little annoying. Come on, man. It's family. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't <laughs> think they care much. You don't, pun- <laughs> you don't punch your brother in the face. You know, that's just what I'm saying. Mm, it depends how As your tr- brother. I guess. If he's better than you, you might. <laughs> I mean, if your brother, for instance, is the guy who brings uh, Jeremy Clarkson's, Clarkson's food, you have to punch him in the face. <laughs> <laughs> that's, what, that's what he's here for. <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> anyway, there's a, anyway, it's like a legit racing team. They've got cars. They've got drivers. They've got mechanics. They're doing all the things. They go to all the races. It's super awesome. Um, keep an eye out. We're going to be uh, actually paying closer attention to these guys and how they do during the races during the season. So it's going to be rad stuff. So and that's just, the continental. And I'll link up Lab Motorsports in the, their Facebook page in the show notes. Yeah. So go over there and check them out as well because it's actually kind of awesome to follow along. That's the Continental Sports Car Tire Challenge. Yes. Continental Tire Sports Car Challenge. Correct. And there's like Porsches and BMWs. And they're on TV also, by the way. They're on everything from Mav TV to NBC Sports shows some of these. Like You can find them on you know, your local cable affiliate if you search. Right. If you have a local cable affiliate. And by the way, you know what? Here's the cool thing. If you have Google Fiber, which like eight of you do, probably well, nobody listening to the show, it works like TiVo. You tell them what you like and it'll go find stuff and it'll nice. record it for you. Nice. Save so if I, t- if I type in Mini Cooper, if it ever finds anything with Mini Cooper in it, it will record it. Oh, nice. It is very cool. It is very so nice. for a couple of weeks, I've been toying with the idea of uh, tracking the number of times uh, Todd talks about his GP, but I, but I think now I'm going to also add Google Fiber to the mix. <laughs> I like, uh, I like, this just makes so much sense now. <laughs> Good job. I like it. Uh, um, also over at Motoring File this last week, Alex found a review over at Autocar. Uh, which was the mini JCW versus the Audi S1. Uh, again, that's uh, like totally like a European thing, but you should go check it out because it was really interesting. I it's, thought it was interesting. Uh, they said that, I, and I liked it, I enjoyed it anyway, because you know the conclusion was is that the Audi S1 was boring in comparison to the mini, that it was no fun to drive. It was sloshy right. and unresponsive and just did, it was not that great. It was an Audi. Man, who cares? So I had a chance to actually uh, sit in an A1, which is, you know, it's, very very similar right. to an S one a couple uh, a couple of years ago, and I have to say it's uh, I mean you know there is there is some obviously some quality to the Audi interior like you can't deny that deny it but um, the, the problem is every time you step into an Audi you think expensing expensive Volkswagen right yeah and, that's uh, what it is that's and what it, is. it was very much. You know, in some ways, it's uh, it's reminiscent of the Polo, which you guys don't, you know, we never never had here. So this is the uh, this is for those who don't know, the Polo is right below the Golf in terms of you know, in terms of size and uh, arc in the in the Volkswagen brand. And so uh, the Polo and the S1 or the A1 are probably on the same base. 
but uh, you know, even though the Interior is really, I mean, it's good for a car this size. It's not as good as the Mini, especially now since the uh, the uh, A1 has been out for a couple of years. I think it's been out since 2011, if I'm correct. If I'm not, I, I need to check this out. But anyways, uh, yes, it was kind of boring compared to the JCW. Well, see, there you go. That's an Audi. It's a fancy Volkswagen. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, I'm not interested in anything below the the number three in the in the Audi line. All right, fair enough. All right, um, there is. What do we want to do now? I did not see this Mini Challenge race video. There's actually video of a 2015 Mini Challenge race, which is pretty awesome. Just, oh, Evo put that up. I'm surprised I haven't seen that yet. Uh, that's always a lot of fun. That's only minis on the track. Have you guys? Did you guys watch our video? Yes, that's watch fair. It at all? It's, it's I awesome. love watching minis race. I love watching minis race and. You know, if you get the opportunity, go to go to Lime Rock next week and watch the the lap motorsports team race. It's not just minis, and that's what's weird thing about watching the Continental Tire Sports Car Challenge is that it's all kinds of different classes out on the racetrack at the same time. So you'll right. see like the Porsches lap guys two or three times, but they're not racing in the same class. It's it's weird and it's it's difficult to watch without the the benefit of commentary on TV. Right, because they're the only ones, Jimmy. But now, Mini Challenge isn't like that. Mini Challenge is all minis racing balls to the wall against each other. Right, and each car is uh, equally prepared. It's sort of like the old um, IROC series. These are F56 minis also, by the way. The ones in the that Lap Motorsports is racing, yeah, but not the... No, the sports... The, uh, uh, um, the, the Challenge. Yeah, the Mini Challenge are too. Look at them. Are they F56s? Yep. Oh, nice. Take a look. Yeah. Sweet. Yeah, you should go check it out. Just saying. Uh, you know what else you could check out? And uh, I don't know. I'm kind of disappointed in the JCW Pro exhaust. That uh, is not the exhaust we heard during Main Takes the States. It's it's not. However, I will say that they do break in over time. We've, yeah. we've got one demo here. And for the life of me, I just have not taken the time to take it out and uh, hook up the audio. It's going to take me a full day to do this because it's hooking up microphones and finding a good day of weather and bringing the audio equipment. Like, there's you a know, mixing board. If we plan that right, you could get some help with that. Yeah, 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 yeah. So um, I, I, I'm still intending to do that to see. And the nice thing is, is the longer I wait, the more this car breaks in and is driven. And I really think from the people who have this on their cars, what they've told me is, it gets it sounds better uh, over time, you know. Like after a few weeks, and then after a couple months, it starts sounding better. So that's that's something difficult. And I'm sure the car we drove on Mini Takes the States had been driven thousands of miles already, and that's, that's probably why. And yeah, it was sure it was prototype, and they may have toned it down a little bit. I'm sure they probably did, but yeah. these do like be patient, people. I still highly recommend it for the price. So, so th- what is our position like? Uh, because we we've had a conversation before in regards to should someone go with an S and then upgrade with the JCW uh, yes. tuning, you know that ch- that which is the, the exhaust which is part of the tuning kit, or go with a JCW? What do you guys? What is your final word on it? Because you know, if I it, think we had a lot of people ask us the question this week. If it were me, my answer is order a Cooper S with the JCW Aero Kit. So make it look like a JCW. And then upgrade to the JCW exhaust, you know. The and then go over to Craven Speed and get the F56 intake. And get some big brakes. And get the big brakes from uh, outmotoring.com. Yeah. That, if there's one thing that I've learned from the lap motorsports guys is right. that the factory brakes um, that come on the F56 mm-hmm. are worthless on the track. <laughs> <laughs> Even more worthless than any mini brakes that we've driven on the track before. And I got to say... 
DBU have experience with the the R50 R53 brakes. They're right. they're pretty good on the track. They do have some fade after a while. Oh. Chad, I'm sure you've experienced that. The, they have a lot of fade. The R56 got better, quite a bit better because they were basically That's the JCW brakes. JCW brakes, right? And um, then I think they took a step backwards uh, with the F56, and and we all noticed this on many Texas states in the streetcar. If I remember correctly, the first thing that I said after the, my first time driving that car is that I didn't like the brakes. They felt soft, right? They did. Yes. They, they felt soft. That was like the first, like, oh, wow, these brakes kind of suck. I remember saying that. Now, I've had this discussion with a lot of people from many with techs, uh, with owners, and while I'm certain that these brakes, uh, they probably break as good or better than previous versions, meaning stopping distance, mm-hmm. they just, the feel is abysmal in my opinion it feels just all it's fantastically bad and um and that's coming from me i'm used to driving a gp every day that's got the previous brakes but they're basically the same brakes that are on an r56 right so maybe a different compound chad i got some so chad says big brake kit chad yes or no that's what we say big yes i have not uh got to drive an f56 in the in the wild yet yeah um so i'm gonna have to rely on your guys experience with the brakes but that does disappoint me that they are softer than the and, and, R56. And Gabe those tells were actually us, really good brakes. They really were. And Gabe tells us, uh, and BMWs have done the same thing. They've changed the compound in the pads to cut down on the dust. Not to mention, <clears throat> there were a couple of F50 or R56s, you know, 2007 to 2014 minis that I got into that the brakes were ridiculously touchy. Like you barely touch them and you're in the windshield. Like it stopped oh. the car. That's what I like. Okay, and DB, you probably you've you've got the R fifty six now. Yeah, and that's how that's how my R fifty stopped because I had upgraded rotors and pads. Okay, so your R fifty six. It was really touchy, so that's what I'm used to. Is I'm used to a brakes that when I touch it, it's something starts happening right now. So, what are your thoughts on your two thousand eight brakes then? Uh, I don't. I think they're fine, but I don't think they're as good as I thought. My R fifty stopped better. They may have Chad recommendation. I haven't taken, I haven't taken Mar fifty six on the track yet, so you've got a fifty six S, right? Uh, no, fifty six Cooper. Cooper, okay. So you can still go up some, but those brakes are definitely better than your Cooper previous. Yeah. Um, you know, size wise, now when you get into different compounds, that that makes a lot of difference. But the overall uh, quality of the parts as well as the diameter of the rotor and the pivoting point is better on your 56. So They're also if, easier to change, by the way. The pads oh, yeah, easier a, lot, to change. a lot easier to change. So if you put a right compound in that, you will be like, wow, these are amazing. That's and then I'm, the, the 56S is even different than the 56 Cooper. They're a little bit bigger. So, right. so Chad, what do you recommend for, for brake pads for DB, then? Uh, for DB, um, geez, it, a lot of it is going to depend on what he wants, what his dust tolerance is. He's got um, white wheels. Factory pads. And so what I was going to do is go back to tried and true EBC greens. Cause yeah, I, have, I mean, ten uh, what I, what I'd probably go with, uh, for you, since you've already said EBC greens is the SP performance pads that we have. It's yep. very similar to a Hawk HPS, but it's a little cheaper. Okay. But it's the exact same braking. Oh. So for 60 bucks, I can get you a low-dust pad that you know is a really nice braking as far as that goes. Would it do okay like at a day, like a, a afternoon at the track? I wouldn't run them at the track. I mean, they're fine for autocross and very light track days, but it all comes down to how heavy of a breaker you are. 
Right. So realistically, on a good track day, I would go like a Frodo 2500. That is a really nice pad, low fade, right. just a slight amount of dust, but not too much. What I get and what I get really, on my car. It really, it really will stop you fast. So, all right, cool. Yeah. What is what is your uh, dust uh, tolerance to be? I'm really curious to know. No, I don't. I don't mind dust. I prefer none because I have white wheels. But that is when you have white wheels, you understand that your wheels are going to be dirty. You know, all the time, ninety percent of the time. The day after you wash your car, it's going to look <laughs> nice. You'll be able to be putting up some <laughs> in Instagram. The day books. two blocks <laughs> after you wash your yeah. car, they're going to be dirty. Yeah, no. Actually, they do okay as long as I keep. A, I get a little bit of wax on. So that does help. As long as they don't break, that does They're gonna be fine. <laughs> Engine break. braking, baby. Downshift. Downshift. That's how it's yeah. all. <laughs> if you keep them waxed and you just kind of like hose them off every day, that they really do a good job. But yeah. you've also got to kind of go back out and heat them back up a little bit because the uh, the water on the rotors will leave spots and then they start rusting. So exactly. it's kind of it's a it's a huge playoff of of what you really want versus you know what you can tolerate and stuff. And and with a white wheel, yeah, I mean you definitely want something that's not going to be super super dusty, you know, in that type of aspect. So really, when you start saying, "Hey, I want a track weekend." You know what? For the extra 30 minutes or less that it actually takes you to swap in a set of pads, and you can totally drive it's to the track with a set of pads like that um, ready to go, yeah, I would swap pads for any type of track day. All right. No, no matter what. I will keep that in mind. One of my first next upgrades is actually going to be break. I've got a few other upgrades that I've decided. I'm still on the fence if I'm actually going to get them done or not, but uh, I'll be posting those over at DB Mini, and we'll be talking about them more here as well since I'm going to be trying to modify slightly an R56 Cooper base hey. car turbocharger. Speaking of speaking of your R56 Cooper, do we have an update on your uh, engine codes? So my engine codes keep firing off more and more, and uh, my guy thinks it is possibly the Vanos uh, solenoid. So I've got one on order. We'll be getting that replaced. I've done some cleaning. I'm going to try Chad's suggestion as well. Uh, I have to squeeze in time for an oil change, put in uh, to add some. um, uh, What am I putting in my crankcase, Chad? Seafoam. Seafoam. Just go ahead and put it in before you even change the oil. Just do it. Put some seafoam in before I change the oil. Even regardless, that's probably something that needs to get done on that car anyway because it's got 68,000 miles, so it's totally fine. Uh, 6,800 or 68,000? Well, what's the last time you changed it? Uh, I changed my oil at right after I bought it, so sixty five thousand. Five, six, seven, eight. Yeah, go ahead and put seafoam in now, and then change it at your five thousand mark. You totally oh, yeah. fine. Yeah. Okay. So that's going to be next up. Uh, I've got a Canaan drop-in air filter uh, that's going to be in my car probably this weekend. Um, I'm hoping that helps with uh, mileage and power. Slightly. You could actually have it in by the end of the show. I was going to say, dude, 15 no, minutes. Actually, I don't yeah. ha- I didn't haven't received yet. I just placed an order oh, last Thursday. So right. Amazon's going to have it for me either Friday, last Friday, or Saturday, or Monday. I don't remember when. I, I was going to say, I had it in stock. You didn't call me. <laughs> <laughs> I was on Amazon today. So just re- ready to ship. Ready to go. <laughs> yeah. My bad. Zing! Yeah, my bad. <laughs> Um, so anyway, uh, I've got that going. I've, I've got my eye on an exhaust. A uh, guy local here makes an exhaust for the R56. Looks like a really, really nice piece. And then um, suspension mods after that. So I just got to do something about the power. I made a drive home from Jerome, Arizona. Uh, Team Eurotech's put on a kick-ass event this last weekend. Weekend before last, excuse me. Uh, took a, We took like 80 minis up to Jerome, Arizona. It was amazing. Twisty roads through Arizona. It was so much fun. Um, but coming home through the hills and passes of Arizona, it was uh, embarrassing how slow my car is. 
embarrassing how slow my car is on those hills. Interesting. Anyway. Interesting. Yeah. So before we we, t we finish with uh, with other news, uh, with one last piece of news, uh, I wanted to say something about the exhaust, like the exhaust sound in general, because yeah. uh, over the past years, you know, a few years, and and also since the you know since the first generation of uh, of the new of the new mini, since the R fifty three R fifty, we've been. We, I think you know for my part, uh, I've seen the. Uh, the quality of the uh, of the sound, you know, coming out of the exhaust, like go down uh, significantly, and not in the terms of uh, of you know the sound not being the same. It's just that we we went from sound of joy to sound of silence. There is, you know, <laughs> no seriously, like with you, the, with the you can hear. You don't hear pretty much anything. I mean, I, I listen. If you want to listen, very, if you listen very carefully to a an F fifty six drive by, like a Cooper S you won't hear pretty much any sound. And that's not only through for Mini, it's the case for GTI, it's the case for 911, it's the case for any other car except, you know, supercars, obviously, or big muscle American cars. And so I was wondering if this is something that has to do with uh, maybe some kind of regulations coming out of Europe or, is just, or if it's just a trend that all the manufacturers are, you know, a thing that manufacturers are doing to push people towards buying uh, you know, uh, accessories like the JCW exhaust kit. What, what do you guys think? I think people in general, <clears throat> I think uh, car companies are listening to JD Power results. They right. they're really intentionally making the cars quieter because when you drive, people want it quiet inside the car for for whatever reason. And I think we've gone too far in that direction because you know now they have to make uh, uh, ambulance sirens and police and fire engine sirens have those deep uh, uh, sonic tones because let's say inside of a 7 Series or the Lincoln Mark 96 or whatever they have now, you know, they're so quiet inside the car, you can't even hear a siren behind you until it's three car lengths away. So they've had to come out with ways around this. So two things, I mean, the, uh, car companies are intentionally trying to make the car's quieter inside, and why would they care what other people think of the car sounds like? So they're making the exhaust quieter, too, because that way they don't have to work so hard on insta insulation and everything in the car. So I think it's intentional, one. But two, I would disagree with you on the F56, the Cooper in general, I think is crazy loud, and it sounds great. I can hear our 2014 Cooper coming from blocks away, as can my dog. Um, <laughs> sitting at home, like all the dog will, her ears will perk up and she'll run to the front door and it'll be a full three, four minutes before the mini pulls up. But she knows cause she can hear it. Oh and, yeah. She can hear it. And yeah, she does the, she does the same thing with my GP. She hears my I GP hear from you when you, you come home. Yeah, exactly. And, and you can definitely hear the GP, but I think two things where I disagree with you. I think the new Cooper sounds phenomenal and it is pretty loud outside, especially under stress and strain mm -hmm. um mm -hmm. and the jcw i think the r56 jcw was a great great remember that roadster we drove on many takes stage 2012 that yes. was phenomenal sounding car you and, remember scotty's exhaust and scotty's exhaust on his roadster his 2014 roadster was fantastic 
Yeah, well, I'm not I'm not arguing against like so much against the JCW exhaust because it's always been like something on the side, right? But if you oh. compare the R53 to the R56 to the R56 DS especially, I think it's it's kind of going downhill. And, and and so the JCW like you have to get a high performance model to get a nice sound exhaust. Uh, just just like you do for the uh for the new 2 series, right? If you get the 228, you're going to have like a, you know basically a crappy sound, but if you get the the 235, it's going to be amazing. The the sound the, the ones that I have that I have in my car, which is you know come straight out of the factory, it's an amazing sound. It's Your car does sound, sound good, yeah. Yeah, and and I it's it's a it's kind of a shame that they're not they don't keep on doing this. I don't I don't understand why. I, mean, I think yeah, it var- I, I think it varies by cars because Scotty's Roadster in Arizona, the one that I wrapped in Matt Copper a couple of months ago, it's just a straight Cooper S. There's no upgrades to that car whatsoever, and it is louder than a JCW exhaust. Yes, I just think it's the it's a random thing the way and Chad can probably speak to this more than than I can like how many factors are involved in how loud the exhaust is. Yeah, yeah I mean there, there's definitely lots of different uh, things that are, are are brought into that, but I also think that car manufacturers need to make some cars that are a little more sporty and some cars that are a little more you know quiet. I, I mean if the if the quiet person wants to be able to hear inside the car, you need to go buy that Buick or you need to go buy the Cadillac or something along that lines that is going to be that car designed to be yeah. that luxury automobile that's really quiet or you know or even that you know high series BMW that that you're looking at. Whereas a particular model like a JCW equipped car you know, it needs to have that growl and that feel, not just oh, I want something that's loud but really fat. You know, fast and and you know, quiet. Uh, they need to have a little bit of uh, well, this is what you want. This is the way it comes, not you know, the best of both worlds. So it almost makes it a little more special in terms of not just having a red roof. Well, but and it ex- also has an exhaust note, and it also has you know that type of stuff. You know? And it's extremely sad. It just it it's it's daily sadness for me that that Ford makes such a crap car because Mustangs Mustang GTs sound so incredible driving down the road. Boy, but boy, they're ugly now. I don't it's like just, the new ones. Yeah, they just make such a crap car now, and uh, <laughs> it's too bad because they sound good. I've heard a, a couple Camaros usually don't sound that good. It's not like a Mustang GT where you turn your head when you hear one coming because it rumbles mm-hmm. the ground. It sounds like a NASCAR, which yeah. is kind of cool. It's kind of fun, but then you're like, I mean, I can tell now blindfolded I can hear a Mustang. I'm like, there's a Mustang coming down. And even yep. I can tell you the generation Mustang it is by the sound of it. They all have a very unique sound um, uh, to them. Well, I live on a main road here, so I can hear all types of cars coming down. Yeah. I can tell you when there's a diesel pickup truck coming. I can tell you when there's an old 60s <laughs> Corvette coming. I think we I need mean, to have that. A, we need to have the name that car by the exhaust tone. So oh, I'll, I'll sit on my porch all day long and drink PBR and do name that exhaust note. As as, uh, somebody wants that's what rednecks do for entertainment in Detroit. Summertime. PBR and listen to the exhaust. Name that exhaust. That, that needs to be a show. Why is that? Why are we not making that show? Maybe that should be I am not wearing pants.com. <sighs> we need to make a, 
We are, we're all sitting on, on, on uh, lawn chairs in boxers with blindfolds and PBRs. And PBRs, and we just go, name that car. Oh, wait a minute. Hang on. 76 Ford Pinto. I think there yeah. need to be firearms involved in it somehow. <laughs> yeah, and, and you need also to throw a couple of dogs in there because you guys have been talking about your dogs. I'll request a bulletproof vest at that point. Oh, my god! need to be wearing muscle shirts. Yeah. Yeah. All right. <laughs> so, ends, so ends the exhaust portion of the show. Holy yeah. Though. Yeah. Um, yeah. It doesn't I, get better than that. No, it doesn't get better. I still think the JCW exhaust is going to be a good piece. I wouldn't mind if I had an F fifty six. I'd want it on mine. Well, I've had I've had quite a few people asking me about it. And I was like, it's just it's not out yet, you know. But this is the price. Oh wow, that's a that's really expensive. I was like, well, yeah, you know, but quality and and and. You know, good sound. You know, costs money. There's a lot of research in it, and there's a lot of a lot of things going on. But uh, you know, until that December January time frame, it you know, right now it's on on pre order. So what's, like, what's if that? You wanna, what, what's that? It's it's on pre order still, isn't it? No, the JCW exhaust. No, it's a, it's completely it, yeah. yeah, it's completely. Oh, different. okay. I think I, I thought it was still on until uh, December. No, no, they've had them out since uh, I want to say March or April. Uh, yeah, okay. I think it's uh, seventeen hundred. Like without the install, I think that's what it costs. Yeah, it's around between two thousand and twenty five hundred, depending on where you are, and you know what kind of donuts you bring to your service department. Uh, what you pay for that? <laughs> yeah, <install. laughs> exactly. So, hey, speaking but of, I think things- it's kind of sad that uh, the uh, the the JCW exhaust accessory sounds better than the actual JCW exhaust. It really does. I'm I'm saddened by that too. And right now, you can't upgrade the JCW because a lot of people would nope. go, why don't I get the JCW and then just put the JCW exhaust on it? You can't do that right now. Right. It would fit, but yeah. I don't know if it would throw codes or it wouldn't work right or what, but they just don't. It's not an approved um, uh, accessory there. Right. And really quick, before Todd, you're going to say something else, but let's just go and wrap up news really quick. Yeah. Uh, BMW is bringing lasers to the United States, if anybody cares. Go over, check it out at motorfile.com or bimmerfile.com, actually. And I, I really don't care about lasers in my headlights. I, never, I hardly ever drive it light. Why do I want lasers in my headlights? Because. Come on, you want something that has the name lasers in it. What are you talking about? But do they go pew, pew, pew? And do they like, like cut shit down? When they, when I mean, no, because they're not six. <laughs> thanks, for, thanks for taking the, the air out of my balloon there, Todd. <laughs> If I'm going to have lasers in my headlights, I want to, like, slice trees down. I want to, like, blow shit up. Come on. Uh, I agree. It's lasers. Yeah. No? I want to fill a house with popcorn. And then I'm going to call my car the Millennium Falcon. Yes, and then I will call (laughs) the Millennium Falcon. Uh, We always digress to Star Wars. If I want want lasers in my headlights, I better do something. We always digress to Star Wars. DB, throw in a sponsor code. And then speaking of all things American, we've got a nice interview circa uh, 2008. That was 2008. Oh, my gosh. That was the MTTS 2008. But it's a great Uh, interview. Todd was out in Chicago. We got a little interview. That's going to come up here. But let's tell you about our friends over at Craven Speed first. Uh, We've talked about them all the time. We love these guys. Right? They're making stuff from the future with lasers and unobtainium. It's amazing stuff. There's robots involved for crying out loud there has to be with the stuff they make cravenspeed.com go over there it's all super custom super high quality really good stuff springs done f56 intake done you have an r53 still and you haven't put a pulley on it 
you're going to get the Craven pulley. Trust me, it's the one that's the best. You're going to get that. You're going to get the, you're, you know, we're planning for MTTS 2016 next year. You're planning to go amazing the Mac. You need a way to hold your phone or your GPS to your mini. Craven Speed's got the cool setup for that as well. Go over, check it all out at CravenSpeed.com. While you're there on the homepage, you should sign up for the newsletter. That way, anytime they add something cool or awesome or neat, uh, you'll get notified automatically. And so it's like, oh, cool, check it out. This is the new thing that we're selling. You'd be able to go over there, take it out, check it out, drool over yourself and then buy it and when you do buy something from craven speed make sure you mention in the, in the comment field there uh, that you uh, heard about them on white roof radio and that you thank them for their support we really appreciate that so do they they of course being our friends over at craven speed cravenspeed.com home of the electric mini so let's listen to that interview now yeah now to the Wayback machine from 2008 here is a, a feel-good interview from our buddy bob All right, still here in Chicago at UIC at the Windy City Fieldhouse uh, Picnic Grounds. I'm standing here with Bob. With Bob, and Bob, you just told me an interesting story. You walked up and you said, you're White Roof Radio? I said, yeah, and what did you tell me? I said, I've been listening to you. I listened to you for the entire 15 months I was in Iraq. That's awesome. So we were, you could, you could download the podcast there, right? Yeah, I was actually, I'd, I'd ordered my car while I was still over there and set it up for a delivery date around the time I was coming back. It actually showed up a week before I got back. And uh, as I was watching the car getting built and learning more about what I was looking for and how, what type of options and stuff I was running there, I found found your guys' podcast and just started listening to it. And actually had two or three guys would come in. We'd sit around my desk and my little computer at work and just sit there and listen to you guys talk all night. <laughs> that is awesome. That is an awesome story. So tell me about your car. Actually, I got a 2007 Cooper S with a JCW kit. I got uh, the premium package, convenience package, audio package, hypersport package, uh, the leather seats, navigation. Oh, I mean, so I it's it deck. Yeah, I did it up. I, the only option I don't have on it is the heated leather seats. Oh, okay. So how long have you had it? I picked it up on the 27th of October, the day I flew back from Iraq in 2007. That is absolutely awesome. That is an awesome story. Um, I appreciate you listening. Thanks so much. Thanks for coming back safe. Yeah, you guys are doing a great thing, man. Keep it up. <laughs> well, thank you so much. Enjoy your car. Are you going to make it up to Road America oh, definitely, tomorrow? Definitely. We'll be here. Good morning. All right. Well, come see us at Road America. I have a decal for you here, too. Thanks, man. I appreciate it. <laughs> oh, yeah. Todd, Todd pulled that interview out. Pardon the giggle. Todd pulled that interview out for us. And um, uh, just as like a reminder, we were talking about some stuff pre-show, and it's just kind of a reminder. It's just like, you know what? We've done some really cool stuff here at White Roof Radio over the last 10 years. Yeah. Right? And uh, I mean, th- These are guys, are, they're over in Iraq, and they're sitting around a desk in the middle of the freaking desert, right, in heat that's worse than Arizona ever sees ever. And, you know, they've got some downtime, and they're taking their downtime and listening to us talk about Mini Coopers. I think that's pretty strong. That was pretty awesome. I mean, it just, I, I uh, was going through old archives um, recently, and I ran across that. I just completely forgot that we did. We've done so many interviews, thousands of interviews over the years, and pulled yeah. this one out. And I went, you know what? That just made me feel like uh, 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 happy that we're doing what we do, that we've touched so many people. And if you're listening to the show and you're a big fan of the show, uh, thank you. You know, that's just our thanks to you. And just to go, we appreciate all of you. And uh, and if we haven't touched you yet, look us up at Mini Takes the Stage 2016. Because <laughs> DB has a problem keeping his hands to himself. We'll take care of that for you. No, no. <laughs> the, the line starts at Alex. I won't. <laughs> no. I was don't, absent Don't me in this. Yeah. Yeah, we found some good stuff. It's pretty cool. Um, before we actually finish up, you know, we did get an Ask Chad question. 
And uh, it came in by uh, this one comes into uh, the Ask Chad uh, inbox, Ask Chad at whiteroofradio.com. Uh, our good friend Zeke in Canada, he has a very curious question, and I'm kind of curious myself. We're going to put this out to the White Roof Radio audience. Is, and I think I know who it is, who has the most miles on a mini ever reported? Mm-hmm. That's the question. Answer to the question. I hit 305, I think. I, I, I wrote down somewhere. I was at 305 um, without cracking the head. Our man. Howard up in Minnesota. Howard? Was that his name? Yeah, Howard Stansfield. Yeah, Howard Stansfield. He was over half a million miles, but he had an what? engine field yeah. on his uh, Silk Green R50. We could actually pull way higher than that. I could actually pull out an interview. It was actually the same Mini Takes Estates in 2008 where we That's interviewed right. Howard, and at the time, I believe he was at 285,000. Um, <laughs> we talked to him again the following year at Mini United in England. Yeah. And he wore the shirt that said, my mini has over 300,000 miles on it. We've got a picture of him and Rono Altonen and uh, I want to say Patty Hopkirk was there too right. in, the, in the photo with, uh, with our man, uh, yeah. Howard. Howard. If you Harold, know, not Howard, Harold Stanfield. Harold, Harold, Harold Stanfield. Good grief, we're horrible. Yeah, we're old we're, and we drink. But the last time we last time I talked to Harold, he was over five hundred thousand, and I think that was me takes stage twenty twelve. Um, and I mean that's a lot. He had a rebuild, so I don't count that if you want to count it. Well, I mean we're not really going to pick nits, but I know Harold was five hundred thousand. I know I was three hundred. Who's got a high mileage mini? I want to see. Uh, I want to see what you guys know. I want to see odometer pictures. Link us up over at Wirefredo. The comments are open. Go crazy. Hey, hey, speaking of high mileage mini, something I've noticed in the last week. Um, is uh, over on Facebook the number of uh, countrymen owners who are replacing engines at around ninety to a hundred thousand miles? Yep, out of warranty, and they're getting expensive, like like yeah. six to nine grand worth of worth of expenses. That's for, that's for a crate motor plus install. And people are getting really kind of pissed off. They're like, it's only got ninety nine thousand miles on it, and the engine should, blew. Should have been checking their oil. I think, uh, Chad, is that what you would agree to? Well, there's uh, there's definitely a lot of oil checking that does need to be done, or change um, the oil every five thousand miles, no matter we what. We had a customer in yesterday, and he was telling me about how he talked to some guy about algorithms and how it all works. And I was like, "Well, okay, well, let's go out and check your oil." And he's like, "It's probably full." I'm like, "Okay, well," <laughs> and it wasn't. Yeah, where'd that <laughs> where'd that quart and a half go? Well, God, I don't know. It's got to be something wrong. It's like, well, because nope. you didn't check your oil. Yep. You know, like, so, uh, you know, when there's not lubrication, it uh, it wears down things and it makes uh, oil disappear a little bit faster. So um, all mini owners, doesn't matter who it is, doesn't matter what engine, what car you've got, it you know, any of your cars that you own, no matter whether it's a mini or not, you need to check the oil. And that's, I want everybody uh, to check their that's oil. That's the biggest tomorrow. thing. Check your oil tomorrow. Please. Just do it. Please check your oil. Just go and do it. Especially, Chad says all cars, of course, all cars, you need to have oil in your car, and all cars use oil a little bit. Especially, though, if you have a 2007 to 2010 Mini Cooper S, I want you to check your oil now. And I want in, you to make sure you've got oil in your crankcase. In general, any turbo car tends yeah. to use a little bit more oil. It could be a turbocharged uh, Chevrolet. Uh, what is what is that thing that they've got? Oh, they uh, made a turbo. They made a turbo Chevy Sprint. Back uh, in- yeah, but I'm talking like newer, uh, like Cobalt or or whatever. You know, whatever generic car there is out there. I mean, if it's turbocharged, it's going to use some oil. Correct. Yeah. Chad is right. Chad speaks the truth. 
So check your oil, please. Thank you. Yeah, if you if you don't have oil in your car, you're going to be replacing something. And let's it hope it's not an engine or a turbo. Small or an engine. Because yeah. either a turbo or an engine is going to cost you in excess of five grand. Yeah. Yep. And then if you have a turbo car, uh, you're already doing the 5,000-mile oil changes anyway, right? Hey, you know what you should do? When you hit 50,000 miles, just trade the thing in. Just go yeah. get it. Just go get a new Mini for crying out Pete's sake. You know, I, I've, I've, I've said that more than once, actually. Go to CarMax. Just take whatever they give you. Go yeah. to your Mini dealer and just get yourself a JCW and call it a day. You know, if if you've paid the car off and you've gotten everything that that car's, you know, life is going to give you, then, hey, you know what? It's not a big deal. You've had a good time. You enjoyed yourself. Uh, go get another one. Yeah, we have one word for you. Car- but, CarMax. But for, uh, for God's <laughs> That's sake. That's two words. If you, if no, it's one word. CarMax is car, one word. <laughs> man, You're I, right. I feel so bad for you. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Check your oil. Uh, or Craigslist. That's two words. It's super <laughs> simple. <too. laughs> super simple to check your oil. It really is. Get a paper towel. You go out. There's a, I put a video on how to post check your oil. It's over on YouTube. White Refredo Channel. Go check it out. How to check your oil. Like 15,000 people have been helped by that video so far. You can make it 15,001. Go over and check your freaking oil. But you, if you have a 2014 <laughs> or newer F56, um, you, you don't have to leave your car to check your oil. Correct. You just push the buttons on the dashboard and it goes, oh, you have plenty of oil. Done. And by the you way, know, speaking of, of the dashboards and stuff like that, you know, like we always wondered how accurate that is. I did a test recently, and I've been talking to the techs about it at the dealer. Um, the new F56, the tire pressure monitoring system, right. uh, when you have the uh, navigation and the screen, you can have it do the vehicle systems check, and it'll check the tire pressure. And you start the check, and it says, okay, you can start driving now. And you have to drive for three or four minutes before it registers. But I looked at what it said. And then checked with the tire pressure gauge, and it was exact. No way. It, well, I was expecting it to be off by two, three, four pounds. Sure, for sure. It was exact, and I was impressed. Nice. That um, that makes me feel better about the 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 check the oil check function as well. It really did, and that was kind of my point. Was like, if that's accurate, then I could think that the oil, you know, uh, the, the checking the automatic oil check is going to be pretty accurate. Well, we've we've been dealing with that automatic oil check thing because we've done a couple of oil changes on them, and we've underfilled them a little bit just to see what happens, and then we you know give it extra oil. Uh-huh. And while we would like it to be a little more exact than it is, it can be a variation of half a quart. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And the and the little uh, LEDs do not change at all. And, that, and I would think, you know, realistically that it should be a little more accurate than that is. A little more sensitive even, yeah. Yeah. I I would understand if it was off like a quarter quart, you know, which is what four ounces, but a half a quart, that's if you overfill by half quart in this car, that could possibly would that do some damage, Chad? Uh, not really. Half a quart in most cars is going to be just fine, but if it's if it's a full quart under and it's only reading a half a quart, oh. well, that half, could do more damage. Half a quart is almost ten percent. Because what does it hold? About five and a half quarts. Yeah, yeah. It's it's. Uh, we've been filling them with five to a five and a quarter quarts. Okay, so that's ten percent. So so half a quart. That's that's a full ten percent off. That's yeah. a that's a pretty big deal. But that's just you know for, like, from your test, it's anecdotal. Right. So so anyway, the. I, I, I know that uh, all of the F56 owners are probably raising their arms and uh, going, well, what what should I really do? You know, Sell the car uh, before the warranty yeah. expires? That's what yeah, you do. Yeah, well, well, that's always a possibility. <laughs> but, uh, or sell the know. car right after your first oil change. Yeah. Then you're sure. Yeah. Five, five, five change every 5,000 uh, miles. Immaculately right. maintained F56 for sale. 
Go ahead. Chad. Go ahead. Uh, I would say five courts is probably going to be very safe, but I would also write some letters and call and do a lot of things to get some of the stuff that is missing from the F-56 owner's manual put into it uh, because the mm. F-56 owner's manual is missing a ton of information. Like, like what, for instance? Uh, how much oil it takes. There's no specification on how much oil is actually supposed to be in the car. I would bet they did that to keep people going to the dealer for service. <laughs> so I'm sure I'm sure there's a lot of stuff like that, but uh, it doesn't tell you a lot of those type of specifications. Basic car maintenance huh. that if... Not even in volume, weights and measures in the back. It doesn't tell you the capacity then. Nope. Huh. Nope. Wow. There's, there's no capacity for a lot of those type of things. And right. it's going to be... And it's gonna, yeah, it's going to be different between the three-cylinder and the four-cylinder engine, of course, because, you know, right. it's different volumes there. But uh, that's interesting. I'll have to look at the uh, F-56 manual because one thing that I got called out for on Motoring File, and I still think I, I haven't looked into this yet, was somebody goes, oh, no, the, the gas tank on the F-56 is whatever. I said it was a 10-gallon tank, which it is. Um, and our manual says that it's, I believe it's 10.6 gallons. For all intent, when you hit to that point six, the light is on, so you're never going to go. So it's in effect realistically a ten gallon tank, right? Right. Somebody goes, no, 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 it's got a twelve point three gallon tank or whatever it was, and I'm like, no, you are wrong. The S does, but the Cooper, the fourteen Cooper, does not. So I will confirm that and update everybody. Maybe if they change the size of the tank from fourteen to fifteen, we'll see. Cool. All right. Uh, let's be done. Done. Yeah, right. I have something else to share. Uh-oh, oh, Alex. Alex is going to no, talk about Star Wars again. Hold on. No, no, no. It's no, no, no. It's a good thing. It's about it's about Apple. <laughs> you know, when it's not Star Wars, it's going to be something else, right? All right, I'm ready. Lay it uh, on me. So last week I was in San Francisco and I had a chance to uh to you know to hang out with one of my friends who's an uh, an iOS developer at Apple, and so he owns a, you know we ended up talking about cars obviously, and he owns a a Beetle. 2012 uh, Beetle Turbo and uh, it, you know I told him you know I'm a lot into minis because you know and so and so and so and he said that that's funny you're saying this because uh, uh, designers at Apple like love the new mini they really love the lines they, they love the design and it's uh, I was kind of surprised actually uh, you know given some of the critics that we've made uh, over the past couple of months I was kind of surprised that uh, Apple designers love the mini that's, that's pretty awesome that's pretty that's interesting awesome. That's very interesting. Nice. Good share, Al. Good share. Yeah, that's it. That's it. Okay. Uh, then that's it for us. Let's talk. Let's remind you guys about motoringstripes.com. Motoringstripes.com. Go over there. You can get yourself some custom stripes made by our good man, Todd Pearson. And so you know you what you need? Yeah, what you really need? My car. yeah, you need the, the, the red four inserts for your Countryman All Four. The red four, yeah, you need those too. Todd's got those over at motoringstripes.com. And you need the white roof radio sunroof delete kit, which is coming soon, but you can always like send Todd an email and say, dude, I need that. Sell me one. You get a Union Jack sunroof graphic, which looks super nice. You can get the Countryman bumper protection strip. All these things super nice. Coupon code still in effect? Yes, it is. Use coupon code of 5050. Save 5% on your order over at motoringstripes.com. Go check it out now because blank is boring. Boom. Boom. Um, yeah, we talked about uh, iTunes a little bit ago, and I just want to remind you guys, if you haven't, 
you could be really cool and punch up iTunes and go over to the White Roof Radio page. And we've got a we've got more reviews and comments than any other podcast in just about all of iTunes. Um, not very many podcasts are as highly rated or as uh, highly reviewed as our show is. And we really appreciate all 105 reviews you guys have given us, uh, including the one by... Uh, Rimton Biker, who says, I can't wait for my new podcast from week to week. Very informative and often funny. <laughs> Not always funny. Often funny. Often funny. Often funny. There's a lot of great reviews over here. You guys should check them out, and you should leave one of your own. That would be truly awesome. You can find us on iTunes, of course, in the automotive category under Games and Hobbies, where we're clocking in this week at number seven. So that's pretty strong. Thank you very much. We appreciate that. Uh, but yeah. Yeah, we're done. This is the part of the show where I like to make the funny clicking sound, and then I say, questions, comments, or concerns, go ahead and click back over to whiteroofradio.com. There you can leave us a note in the show notes. You can also email us feedback at whiteroofradio.com. Until next weekend, this is TV. I'm done. Cheers. See you. A bientôt.